0: Welcome to the Mixed Media Tapes. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. The Mixed Media Tapes is a short artist talk series, and this episode is a continuation of the Oddcast interview with Sarah Boyd Zyodor from back in April. The topics of conversation are parallels between dance and painting, as they relate to process and experience. But most of all, This topic is an enriching part of Sarah's life and art practice. Stay tuned.
1: This is Sarah boyd Yoder in Charlottesville, Virginia, and you're listening to the Mixed Media
2: Tapes.
0: (laughs) Yes! I guess starting things off with a couple of questions, I want to, you know, definitely have a conversation based on what we were talking about, uh, you know, and Instagram and that, so... I was curious if like, you could tell me what came first, like dance or painting for you?
1: Well, definitely. Well, I think I like love dance so much now because I never did it as a kid. Yeah, it wasn't. I never took dance classes or anything. It wasn't like a thing my family was into or that I had family members really into. So I didn't have like all these formative memories, like, you know, as a dancer or anything, but I sort of just came to it a lot later. And uh, actually, um, some of it's like like we were talking about, like the love of music too, and uh, like a happiness that you want to convey. But um, when I was in college, the school that I went to for well, the one I one of the colleges I went to because undergrad I did a few of them, but uh, Goshen College required a study abroad uh, semester, and I was in the Dominican Republic for you know, like three or four months and it was amazing. And uh, I learned uh, bachata and merengue there, which are, if you've heard them, you have, if you don't like know exactly, I'm sure you've heard it before, you just didn't know that it was called what it is because it's like really popular music. But um, I fell in love with it and everyone dances there. Like it's just a dance culture. It's just part of, you know, The world there and everyone does and it's just like the music that's on all the time so that like sparked this thing for me and um when i came back i i kept kept doing it because i just fell in love i always had like i had known some music latin music before but not very well and then of course when you start dancing you you start listening to it and i listen to it all the time so when i came back i learned salsa which is harder and um more it's just a different it's a whole different it has a you know a different like tree or a different branch of the tree but anyway I love it so much and I've been doing it for a really long time and I learned um totally like social dancing like I didn't take any lessons ever and I was just like I would just go out and would dance and the it's like social latin dancing is such a beautiful culture and like um, it becomes a sort of like real community really fast because you see see the same people every week or twice a week or whatever and so you get to know each other and you all like share in this love of you know dancing and the music and everything like that and it's people it's like the widest variety of people that there could be and you know, I've I've seen, and this happens for me too, in a way, um, but I've seen people who like outwardly are so shy and so reserved. And so like, you can tell they're socially like anxious and like, you know, are uncomfortable. And the moment that they start dancing, it's like a whole world just lit up. Mm -hmm. Like they're smooth, they're confident, they're like graceful, you know, it's like a real part of a self that can come out in such a great way. Yeah. Um, it's like unlocking something so much, so much fun. And um, anyway, I, so I, I do that. I do like social Latin dancing. Like, I mean, since the pandemic, it's had to be on hold for this year. But yeah. other than that, I, I do it like once, twice a week. And so um, it's a great group and community of people and I've been doing it for a long time and it the more I like do it the more I this is why I wanted to come back and talk about it in my because in my mind I started to realize a, a little while ago but once you start looking I started seeing all these like parallels to like my art making process and dancing and what it is and how it functions and like, I think they really like complement and feed each other
2: yeah.
1: um, in the ways that uh, the ways that like that you find expression or it's kind of like things that I've learned about myself through, through dancing, like really pay play out in the studio. And it's like, you can really apply them. And I started like, I also do these dance fitness classes. And so like for exercise and that's what I was thinking the day before we talked last time for the interview I was like in the dance class dancing and I was like you know what this is so true and this is so true I'm going to tell him this tomorrow and then I forgot well
0: there's a lot there's a lot to cover you know
1: Yeah, yeah I made a note of things
0: on my phone oh cool
1: yeah um yeah, I'll say those things. And then I remembered the um, there was one point in the interview, too, when I was like blanking. Yeah, there's probably more than one. But um, I remembered the the thing. So I'll tell you that at the end. OK, but the OK, so these are the ways that this is the stuff that I've learned from through dance that I like apply in my art practice or that are true, like in the painting process and um especially like a lot most latin music but especially salsa is polyrhythmic there's multiple rhythms happening all the time
2: yeah.
1: multiple instruments like drums flute um brass like horns um singers like all these different instruments and they're all doing a different rhythm yeah. and it often is like uh it makes you feel when you're starting out, like it's so activated that you feel like you need to do it really fast. Like the steps really fast, but in actuality, it's like the steadiest, like four, five, six, five, six, seven, you know, it's like a steady four count beat that, that is always there. And I was talking before about like improvising within a structure. Yeah. And what I love is that there are like these multiple rhythms going on that you can like slide into with your movement and your body like at any time. So, and it's really like playful in that way. And it gives you all this room to like improvise because um, you can always sort of like jump into another rhythm that's like above or or below, which the biggest thing I've realized is that it's so important to when you mess up to not stop. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. don't stop and try to reorganize because it, it'll just, it'll kill everything. Yeah. So instead <laughs> you just like keep, you just keep moving. You keep moving. And I do that in the studio all the time. I think it's why I work on multiple pieces because you feel those feelings like we were saying about being in the studio and like tapping into something and there are times when you do have to stop like you have to let your paint dry or yeah or you're gonna screw it up or something and and yet you want to stay in that song and so like can you switch and like up or down to a, a different like rhythm section and keep going you know right.
0: you can kind of like i imagine you can pick what instrument or sound you want to go with at any given moment kind of thing Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, oh okay, I see, but it, it's not from personal experience at all because <laughs> I'm, I've, I've rarely, uh, if ever, danced. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh,
1: it's, yeah. It, it that makes it really fun and playful, and um, and I just love it. It makes it really welcoming and inviting too, because they're sort of like, there's something for many, like moods or states of being or or energies you know like yeah. some things are going faster or more intense like you know certain instruments but they're they're playing their own steady rhythm and then there's like smaller clicky instruments that that come in and they have a different one altogether. and you could dance on that one or that wow. one you know That
0: sounds and, awesome um, what's that it sounds awesome
1: yeah it's really amazing i think um the other part of it is that idea of um and we mentioned this last time of like having to track a lot of things at once like your brain has to synthesize um or integrate all of this sensory input at once like in the moments and it's it's about the music and all those things that i was talking about it's about um like you're you're like on a team with a person. There's like the the person who you're dancing with. You're having a conversation, and it's really um, like intricate because you have to start paying attention to like um, how fast you know if you if the if their hand is held this way, that means you're gonna turn in one way. If it's held mm-hmm. like this, it means you're gonna turn in a different way. And depending on how much tension there is,
2: yeah. it
1: means you're gonna turn twice or three times. And you're like listening and feeling yeah. all of that stuff like the space with your partner and then the space with the people around you and your own balance, and then your own sort of like imagination and and playfulness. And um, it's so in the moment and it's like such a good exercise for your your brain. And it's like, it's really feels so fun and adds another layer of joy to be like creating this new thing with another person. like collaborative you know like there's a call and response element um that's fantastic
0: yeah that's cool is it somehow like therapeutic in a way i mean not um
1: yeah
0: yeah like i mean just the spirit i I imagine being well you you're a painter and then taking it to a whole new medium and yeah kind of doing similar things like with you you mentioned the call and response which and yeah. not, but generally painting is a call and response to, with yourself and your painting and i guess that could be considered two two people yeah <laughs> but but there's literally like in dance like the way you just described it there's there's physically two people that yeah. have to respond to each other and that that's mm-hmm. how much of a um like does the lead dancer so to speak like shift from say you to your partner and back and no. forth no no i
1: mean some of it depends on on what you like, but it is fairly traditional gender wise, yeah. most across the board, mostly like most male dancers are leads and yeah. female dancers are follows.
2: Yeah, but yeah.
1: I find that the parts of my nature that um, I think help me in the studio also help me as a following dancer, like in the system that I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, because you have to be able to um, adapt really quickly. And, like, uh, use what you have or what is given to you and, like, make something of it. And, like, um, improvising is a thing, you know? Like, it's every person that you dance with is so different and has a different style and, like, movements and patterns. And it's sort of that idea of, like, really being able to pay attention and recognize um, little Things and being able to kind of um, go with the flow is yeah. is something that I can do, and it makes that part really fun and interesting. And it's not all just, you know, you, you 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 do have some control, you know, in the in the partnership, even though you're not leading. It's still like this really interconnected kind of yeah. like, thing. So.
0: Like, seems it's really organic and Mm -hmm. um yeah like I feel like it's it's one one or two or three more steps closer to nature in a way Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool
1: the other thing is that it also reinforces this idea of like I, I said in the last interview um or the last conversation that um basically like that you have to just be yourself like that's all you have like really that's uniquely yours as your sensibilities and the way you do things yeah. and to have like faith and confidence in those things that present themselves in the studio like it's true when it's true like on the dance floor too because you move a certain way like your strengths are different than another person's strengths yeah. and you So you have to really like embrace that about yourself and like lean into it and like figure out what you want to do with it, yeah. you know, because you that's sort of, it. <laughs> we'll say it again.
0: You got to walk in it. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's And that's where the real like sort of like joy comes from, which leads to real like improvisation, which leads to real um like new things, whatever that is, like patterns and images and all that stuff yeah. you know um and that's it's like a, it sounds so cliche but it's like that's what makes you unique is yeah. you you have to go with what you have and right. like figure it all the way out you know
0: yeah it's I mean it's like anything creative I guess and even even like you you often have a style even if you don't necessarily uh are aware of it and even in mundane things like a conversation. And it may not be the subject of the conversation, but just the way you form words and, and of course, I can't help but think of poetry and other mm-hmm. art forms, you know, that way. Uh, you know, there's always when it's automatic, that's when it's it's going, you know, that's right, yeah, automatic. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. And it takes so long. It takes a long time to get automation. It takes a long time for that in yourself, right? because <clears throat> you have to like understand and recognize what those things are that are unique in you
2: yeah
1: and then start doing them you know yeah um the other the, the other thing that i was gonna say and i think i think tina Fey said this okay but she said no one looks stupid when they're having fun
2: uh, that's
1: right. <laughs> and uh i i became a, a much better dancer like when I stopped worrying about doing it right and doing it perfect yeah yeah I had so much more fun and it things got more smoothed out and like all those amazing moments I was just talking about of like collaborating and um playing and improvising on all these different rhythm planes yeah like that happens because because I stopped worrying about like looking so cool and you know or doing it perfectly right and not messing up you know
2: yeah
1: and i think that's you know i think about that in my work too just you know being yourself and you know just letting it be what it is not trying to make it something it isn't you know embracing it
0: yeah Uh, i was curious um because when you paint obviously we're using paint that that could be the but there's also the image that happens after that so there seems that there's three at least three elements that are going on yeah. and now that i'm saying this you you did mention how certain dances is you can pick up on different instruments and the vocals or what have you mm-hmm. um but i'm wondering if it becomes a little more complex do you think like painting because there's like, I mean, I'm just reducing it down. Maybe I shouldn't make it so simple, but like there's the canvas or paper and then there's a paint and then there's you. And once the image happens, that might even be four. (laughs) (laughs) So is that, is that at all related to say dance with those multi levels that I think maybe, uh, might be similar or.
1: Yeah. Which I really like. I like thinking about it. Um, kind of like, like doing a dance I mean I feel and I've heard people describe writing or like yeah painting as as it being a dance because when people say that they mean like it's a dance and it's like about holding things in balance or trying to achieve balance or trying to like have a a retain like some kind of tension or like equilibrium
2: right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um which that's all true for both things, right? Sometimes I say, if you're stuck on a on a painting, just switch your paintbrush. Yeah. Like just change the tool because you'll you'll use it differently if it's a depending on what kind of brush it is.
2: Yeah. Just
1: like if you're in the if it's not if it's not working out at with this rhythm, like jump up to another one and find where you can kind of yeah. go into the flow of that one. And it'll, and then you keep
0: going. Yeah, it's definitely switching it up because you know, and sometimes, like the other day, I had to walk away from a painting because I was looking at it, and I, I do a lot of trying to figure it out in my head, you know, even still. And you know, sometimes it helps, and sometimes it hurts. But the other day, I said, I, you know, it's not happening, like whether on the canvas or in my head or anywhere. (laughs) So it's okay. (laughs) Like go over there and go to the porch (laughs) or something, you know. Yes. But yeah
1: which is part of the whole which is part of the dance
0: yeah 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 totally
1: (laughs) like no one went to there are times when you do have i mean you have to stop sometimes yeah yeah, that's true um and but that's part of it because there are times where you know the stopping is is what's going to push it forward yeah you know
0: or it could be a pause or i imagine or like if, mm-hmm. if you stop because of a mistake, I think is what you were trying to get at earlier yeah. or in a conversation that might not be the best thing to do because that's that could be just part of the part of the dance of the rhythm and then, mm-hmm. but the stop could be the finale like so right. it's, it's supposed to be that way it seems.
1: And that sounds kind of dramatic right. Yeah, dramatic yeah. like, just like
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> oh,
1: So here's the other thing. Okay. So this is what I couldn't remember. And we did, maybe we talked about it on the, on messaging, messaging, messaging.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Okay. There's a podcast called Song Exploder. And it's been going on for a long time, but I'm new to it, like within the last year. And it's um, hosted by Harishi Kashirway. And he interviews musicians about specific songs. And they describe like how the song came about. Yeah. like one specific one. And um, with all of these, and it's fa- it's really fantastic because it's a lot like uh, art 21, yeah. <clears throat> art in the 21st century that we talked about on PBS because it's just the artists talking
2: right.
1: and it's pretty condensed. It's only like, they're like maybe 15 minutes each episode.
2: Yeah. And um,
1: it's just such a great insight, like hearing an artist speak firsthand about how they made something, and isn't it funny? Like someone asked me, "Do you think they could do that with a with paintings? Like, could you have a podcast where you talk to an artist about the process of making one painting? Like, what would it be like?" Oh, uh, and I don't, I don't think it would translate.
0: You probably would have to take. I imagine um, process shots, like say, you know, after a thirty-minute session a picture, and then then if you work on it for another two hours, you take a picture after that stopping point, and maybe yeah. show that sort of duration. Yeah. That way, or I'm not sure. Um,
1: so it's just like so interesting. Yeah to, yeah, try yeah. to think about it across mediums. Anyway, um, I was I was trying to remember this one episode when we last um, had our conversation. It was from Song Exploder, and it's from the singer named Leanne Lahavas, Le and. Um, She is British. Uh, She had an album that just came out in 2020. Anyway, she like talks about the making of one of her songs on her new album. And one of the things that she said, which I was trying to remember last time was um, the song that they're discussing. uh, She says that it was a little disconcerting. First of all, it took a long time because of, as it does when you're creating like a piece of artwork, sometimes it takes a long time. but um she was like oh because it was coming out really poppy like to her ears it was like very pop and she's more of like a, a jazz um singer and musician she plays piano beautifully and and so like pop isn't her sort of like genre and yet the song was coming out that way and um she said you know i had to realize that I created that, it came from me, and therefore it's okay for it to, for it to be that way. Right. And I loved it because it it talks directly to what Wangechi Mutu was saying in the article I re- referenced last time, which is that she was like, I don't question the things that, that come to me anymore. I don't ask like, why am I attracted to you? I just grab it and I go with it. And it was sort of about the same kind of like acceptance and uh, and faith in yourself—that I think she was talking about. Where she, the point that she came to, Leanne Mahavas, Le at the end of the song making, and she also said, and this is the big point, was that she felt like the song is really optimistic and light. And she was like, optimism helps it to be easier to express difficult feelings, and that you know, if you're talking about something hard with like, she's saying all this like melancholy and, and darker tones, it's just can be too dark, but that she felt like she could say more with this optimism um, than she could with just being kind of, you know, darker.
2: Yeah.
1: Which I really like related to, because um, yeah. I think I've come to accept that too about my work, like embracing that it's really playful and it's sort of like hopeful and, and it's, like, I don't really feel cheesy sort of saying that anymore, you know, that, that you want to make positive things. And because I think that, um, like I said before, joy or this optimism has, has a lot of space and capacity in it to like express itself while carrying all the other stuff too. Like the parts that aren't as nice and light.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I remember one of the words that I don't think we really talked about in the last interview was, I, I thought of undertone, I think it was. And that may not be the exact or like most fitting word, but there's definitely layers that can be layers, like even especially in a pop song, like if you really listen to some of the lyrics, I, I don't, I can't think of an example at this point. But just yeah, there's some darker stuff under there. Yeah. Uh, and And the instruments might sort of cloud that over a little bit just like and artfully you know and because yes. there's there is always duality and, mm-hmm. and things like that you know and yeah. so so in your painting I maybe mean, the pop is the pink and then sort of yeah. that even even today when you use those grays like uh you know that yeah definitely a, a murkier subject matter you know mm-hmm. but yet it's it's disguised like nicely you know like in yeah especially in songs and whatever else you know mm-hmm. so, yeah
1: it's like a vehicle for all those things to like be around because you need them she says at the end she was like this song you know ironically the happiest i ever am is when i'm creating um, in the studio and um this song uh is both sort of like one of the happiest moments of my life to make it but it was about one of the darkest moments of my life. And if you listen to the episode you'll you'll hear what she's talking about. But um I thought that was really amazing and you know she said the pleasure that I got from making the song you know is worth the pain that or maybe not worth but they're on equal ground. Yeah. It's worth the pain that i went to like the pleasure that i had in making it because that's the happiest i am being in the studio yeah sort of is hand in hand with the pain that came before and like brought it out you know that impulse yeah. to do something very like
0: much that. very much a part of her still even mm-hmm. even though you know in the creative process you might want to ignore that but
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know it's only going to enhance the work you know and right uh, yeah I think so that's which reinforces
1: that that like art making and the work itself is like such a powerful like transformative um tool like that we have to use you know um it's a way to like not give in all the way yeah yeah
0: right (laughs) I was wondering I uh I like I I like the repetition of things sometimes and I was wondering if you could read that Tina Fey quote again oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if you remember
1: no one looks stupid when they're having fun
0: yay <laughs> that's awesome
1: and it's true yeah it's true I said before about Elizabeth Murray saying that she's really likes being alone in the studio and working but she really needs people and she needs the world and I think it's for me like talking about this or being intentional about talking about like the parallels that I see between like my artwork and the world or things I learn from something else in my life that that play out in the studio it's like it is all connected together you know and so having a variety of interests or experiences or i don't know that it's good for the work it needs the work needs that and and it needs the work too
0: yeah it's and i think it's a challenge sometimes to be sensitive and quiet enough to like see what and yeah at the same time it can be automatic too just because you experience something it's going to naturally come out but if you're uh you know say (laughs) too busy or what have you you know you, you may miss something but mm-hmm. uh,
1: or too focused
0: yeah you can't like feverishly do anything and i tend to get caught in that myself you know like yeah. i'm gonna paint and i'm gonna paint a lot and i'm gonna mm-hmm. you know, it's really on its own tone you know it's really yeah it can be you know i mean sometimes you can work hard and then there's a fine line between that and forcing it you know
1: yeah and then other times when you do something great and it took like 30 minutes yeah which aren't you a little bit annoyed when that
0: happens <laughs> yeah it's it well yeah it could be how about this like saying that oh i almost had nothing to do with that yeah you know <laughs> it happened when my eyes were closed like wait is there is this a which
1: little, we shouldn't little. do that because it, it that makes uh it, it lets it lets us off the hook For the work that you did have to do the invisible work that you did have to do to let something happen in 30 minutes yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah like yeah Yeah, go ahead
0: okay well i just think it gets forgotten like say if you have um people in your life that aren't artists and they can't see it you know like because the artist sometimes doesn't see that invisible work that you mentioned but it's always there, you
1: know. Yeah, it just yeah. looks like screwing around sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Mixed Media Tapes. Many thanks to Sarah for being on the show. Be sure to check out her work at sarahboydsyoder.com or on Instagram at Yoder. For more from the series... Do check out the mixedmediatapes.blogspot.com. Thanks for tuning in.